Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket, and it is Friday, our final show of the week, leading into a pivotal week, of course, in uh, in NFL football, uh, of course, uh, NBA basketball kind of getting into its groove, NBA All-Star starters announced the other day, unfortunately, Rico's Knicks beat my Celtics the other night because Jalen Brown can't hit free throws. Mm. J- uh, Julius Randle, not Julius Randolph, up. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> just get on the Knicks shirt. Right oh, there, there you go. There it is. It there is. it is. Little, yeah. little Knicks basketball, baby. I would be worried if uh, the Celtics. I mean, they're on a little bit of a down. They lost Marcus Smart for a while, and uh, they're uh, they're still on the top of the league. So R.J. Barrett right. couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat last night, but he came in clutch <laughs> with a three. Some some amazing defense. Emmanuel quickly. They better not trade him. Did Looking they get rid great. of Fournier or is he hurt? He's just on the bench. Oh, I love he Evan doesn't. Fournier. He doesn't play anymore. Let's trade him back. I want him back. He doesn't play anymore. Uh, Quentin Grimes took his spot. Mm, that's disappointing. Quentin Grimes, Miles McBride, Jericho Sims. The young kids are getting some play now. Yeah. And I'm happy about it. <laughs> Get the young Maybe in the Coach game. Tibbs just going to run their, you know, run them to the ground. Yeah, probably. Put his veterans back. M- more than likely. That's probably exactly. That's right, Julius Randle. <laughs> Julius Randle. Um, Looks real good. He looks real he good this season. Yeah. He uh he's one of four players to average what over the last couple of games or average twenty five plus points. Um, I think it was like ten plus rebounds and like five plus assists. Uh him, Jokic, Giannis, and I think Luca. Those are the only four players. What do you think about LeBron being they, they updated the two K rankings? He's the the top player again. <laughs> Buying it? I mean, I guess. I, yeah. I don't think he is. You don't think so? I, if, especially if you're coming like video game numbers and everything, it, it should be uh, either Jokic, Luka, or Giannis. Like yeah. one of those one of those guys. Well, it's interesting as we, you know, it's it's been for years. Like, I mean, he's been he, playing really good. the torch to Kevin Durant all those years. Well, now he's hurt. Now it feels like Giannis was kind of um, maybe taking that. But, of course, he's not all the way of a complete player but mm-hmm. he's such a mismatch regardless of what he can do so uh, it's 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 fascinating i can't wait for the nba you don't necessarily have um that dynasty that's you know the golden state dynasty that's just kind of like well they're going to win and they'll play cleveland and We'll just play the regular season. This season, you know, you really don't know what's going to happen. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and uh, we're also looking forward uh, to having Brian Munson on here in a little bit. Of course, it was a big recruiting week for Nebraska. And I just want to know if there's more coming. I mean, there are already over 100 scholarship players. What's, you know, what's the deal with that? How are they going to kind of whittle that down? Um, you know, you figure it's just going to be competition. It's just going to be out there and, and, and fighting for a spot. Um, but you wonder too if you're if you're adding these new guys, are you bringing any of them in for competition, or are those guys coming in with the spot? Right? I mean, do you you know you would figure that that you know you're replacing current players with your new recruits, but maybe there's a few where it's just like, yeah, 
Sure. <laughs> you can have a scholarship as long as you win a spot in spring. I don't see that necessarily see that happening, but they've, I mean, they've got to whittle the roster down. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, they, they're, they'll figure out a way to do it. I mean, they have, what, 17 scholarship wide receivers. They have yeah. some teen scholarship defensive backs. A lot like, of quarterbacks. You know, in, in, in those rooms, you you need you know a decent amount of bodies, but 17 and, and whatever teen is for the defensive backs, I don't know exactly. Um, scholarships uh, seems like too many um but so they'll figure out a way to whittle it down but a lot of it the guys that they're bringing in um most of the transfer guys are going to be for competition maybe some of the the freshmen at the skill position spots because again as i've said before and i'm going to keep saying it the offensive and defensive line if you're coming in as a freshman you're i i I don't see you playing right away you still got to have like a year or two of of you know strength and conditioning and getting up to the speed because you're gonna be playing with grown men in the trenches there but at the skill positions you see freshmen come in and and light it up right away i mean marvin harrison jr he didn't play until the bowl game but then kind of showed out and was like oh this guy could have really helped them uh, a lot along the way and then his true sophomore year he almost wins the Belentnikov. um so at the skill positions you'll have a lot of those guys but yeah the ones they're bringing in i i see a lot of that for competition um and then maybe you'll see some guys who it's going to be the older guys if they don't put up the not numbers but just like the the effort or or whatever the the coaches had in mind for them you might see some of the older guys possibly enter the portal mate and i I don't want to say anybody's being forced to enter the portal but it might be one of those where it's like okay well i've been here for so many years i haven't seen the field um maybe if i want to see the field i have to go somewhere else to to get some playing time because it doesn't look like i'm going to get that uh right here there might be a couple of guys who the coaches have to go up to and say hey I understand that you you really like being here and you really want to be a Nebraska Cornhusker, but you know we're we're in a scholarship crunch right now and and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have you you know say goodbye or something. I I don't, I don't know how that conversation goes. Well, that's why I want to answer Munson too because I know it used to be you basically you were given a scholarship and everybody thought oh it'll be here for four years, but it was kind of like on a one year renewal basis. And then a couple of years ago they switched that, so now your scholarship's guaranteed for you for four years and. I mean, I, I, I just, I guess I, I could, you know, obviously you see the writing on the wall. You're not going to get playing time. You don't want to be there. You, go, you know, I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what if there's just enough guys that say, that's all right. I'll just ride the bench and go to college. And that's what I want to do. And that's fine. There's got to be a way where you, I, I understand that you, the Big Ten has it, you know, where you have to honor the scholarship for four years. But there has to be a way, especially in a situation like this, where if the person doesn't want to transfer, you have to have a way that you cannot have them on scholarship count against the football team, but maybe their scholarship is honored for the schooling aspect of things where, yeah, where, you know, you're not going to count against us here. You're not going to be on the team, but you can still go to school and and your scholarship will still count for that. And I think that that's, I I think me and Nick talked about it a couple days ago or maybe last week. And that's something that Lincoln Riley was able to do at USC where, at least for a year, you're able to have somebody not be on the team, but their scholarship is still honored through the university. So they're still able to go to school for a year, um, but they're not on the team. So their scholarship doesn't count against you. It's got to be something there because I think too, like, I don't know if you could do this if you're Matt Rule without 
knowing that you can you know iron it out at the end and i think in order to do that you've kind of you probably got to get um you know permission and 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 you know have a plan with trev alberts and everybody up there in the athletic department so i mean i it's fascinating and i want to kind of do a little bit deeper of a look and see how many other schools are in this category i know kansas for instance they've had trouble for the last 10 years getting to 85 <laughs> and they're all excited because they finally got to 85 and Nebraska's over there just and, – and it might be something that's like this is – we always talk about Nebraska, and, and they were innovative, uh, you know, in the weight room and in different ways that they kind of got jump starts over the years uh, over some other teams. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is maybe this is one of those. Maybe this is, the you know, an example of, you know, taking advantage of the transfer portal, the NIL, all the stuff that Nebraska um, has a little bit more leeway and taking care of on the back end than other schools do. And so you can provide that uh, level of competition. But uh, I'm not sure. Again, maybe Brian will know a little bit more. We'll ask Brian Munson when he jumps aboard. But there's got to be an, an ending to this. And usually it's, it's usually it's you know, if you're at 92 and you need to cut to 85, okay, you can kind of see things ironing out. But, you know, you're, you're over 100. You're talking about cutting 15 guys. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, the other part of it, too, might just be, um, you know, things that maybe haven't been announced or have to be ironed out. There might be guys that have, that have told the coaching staff or have um, – I've been communicated with that that there's not necessarily a spot for them moving forward, mm-hmm. and now they're just kind of taking their time to to figure that out. So maybe that's kind of uh, at play here too. But um, I looked it up. The NCAA that? Division One rule uh, that addresses the status of an athletic scholarship in in the situation that a new coach takes over is in Bylaw fifteen dot five dot one dot seven eight after departure of head coach. Um, it says a head coach who recruited and provided a scholarship to a Division One athlete is, if that person is replaced, the new head coach has the right to not invite an athlete back to the team the following year. The athlete may, however, be given the right to stay at the school on scholarship until the athlete graduates with their degree. The benefit of this rule for the athlete is that they continue to receive their scholarship while working to complete their degree. The benefit of the coach is that the athlete's scholarship won't count against the team limit in that sport, so the coach can use that scholarship to recruit another athlete. Hmm. Well, that clears it up a little bit. So he can just decide however many players. It doesn't give like a number. So however many players from the previous coaching staff's roster, from the previous roster, not guys that he recruited, um, guys that were already on the roster – he can decide, and again, it doesn't have a number, so I don't know how many, um, to just say, hey, we're not going to honor your scholarship, but you can stay here and get your degree. Hmm. So it's kind of like a forced retirement from football. <laughs> well, and obviously the idea there is, I mean, one is you're honoring your commitment, but the other um, idea is mostly, you know, hey, you're not getting playing time. You can look around, and if if not, this can be your fallback option. I would I guess that's kind of the case for a lot of those guys. But, you know, there's some guys that are, you know, might – have mm-hmm. a few injuries or whatever at that point in their career. They just want to have some friends, whatever, stay at Nebraska and, and finish it out. And so that's kind of cool to, to know that as an option. I just, I'm waiting to see how it all plays out. And, uh, and we will get, we'll kind of uh, figure that out, that out over the next couple of months. I can't speak, but <laughs> over the next couple of months, we'll figure that out. And uh, I'm very interested in that. Uh, I'd also interested in this, the Panthers, uh, this was breaking on air with you guys yesterday. Uh, Frank Reich hired uh, to be the new Panthers head coach, of course, formerly the Colts coach. Um, so the Panthers going a little bit on offense rather than, and sticking to the defense with Steve Wilkes, but it does end the Steve Wilkes era uh, with the Panthers, which is interesting in that it directly ties to Nebraska <laughs> that Matt Rule struggled so much with the Panthers 
Steve Wilkes takes over. By the way, you know, when Matt Rule is let go, a couple of these former, you know, Husker guys that are that they were bringing in, also not with the Panthers, um, they went 6-6 six and six down the stretch. Like, they significantly without, improved. Without their star running back and without right. one of their also best receivers. McCaffrey. Traded away two of their better yeah. players and finished with a 500 record. Well, not overall, but the, their yeah. final 12 games finished 500. Which, one, makes you think Steve Wilkes has got to get another job. He also had a one-year stint with the Cardinals that they, very rarely you'll see a one-year stint, but they, they gave up on it Shout right away. Shout out to Nathaniel Hackett. Mm, yeah, <laughs> another one-year stint. Not even a year. <laughs> um, but does that worry you at all? I mean, the, the NFL thing for rule, a lot of people just kind of put it on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it is worth at least acknowledging that they did get significantly better when Matt Rule and some of the guys that are coming to Nebraska were out of the way. But Matt Rule would, would argue they were on that pace. They had a, a tough start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, they, they kind of got it going there. But... I mean, I, I I'll tell it. you this from from my point of view. Steve Wilkes should be right up there for coach of the year for what he's done. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I understand the 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 amount of what's the word I'm looking for. I, I understand if you're a little worried um, seeing what the Panthers did without Matt Rule, but you also have to think Matt Rule. That was his first time being an NFL head coach. I mean, it was was third year, second yeah. year, whatever year it was. Um, still, you know, it's it's a different beast than college, and he was getting his feet under him. As you see in college, it takes him about three years to get his team right, <laughs> and in the NFL, it's different. I mean, you've you've heard it from um, Nick Saban. I think somebody was talking about when Nick Saban was talking about when he was in the NFL. The difference, the biggest difference between the NFL and college is you don't always get who you want as an assistant because in the NFL, if you want somebody that's on a different team, that team can just say no like you're you're not going to interview him you're not going to take him this this person is going to stay here that person you know does whatever whereas in college if you want somebody from a from a collegiate team you know they'll have to pay their buyout or your school can pay their buyout but you could take them from that team if you really wanted to if they really wanted to leave that team and, and go to your team so there there is that aspect of things but then you know Maybe they were on pace to, to get better when while he was still there. I I don't know, and nobody will ever know because he wasn't there anymore. But you know, it's 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 just the thing that that the NFL and college are are very different. And Steve Wilkes has been there, done that in the NFL. And as you said, maybe he should get another job. Maybe he should get another look. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested in that. Uh, speaking of uh, of Nick Saban looking for assistance, uh, a little bit of news on that today, too. Of course, the offensive coordinator position open there as Bill O'Brien makes his way uh, back to the Northeast and New England to be the offensive coordinator back with the Patriots. Hooray. Um, a former Alabama offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, back out in the playing field as Miami has fired their offensive coordinator, Interesting. Josh Gaddis. Uh, who was the Broyles Award winner as the nation's top assistant for Michigan in 2021? Uh, so just a one-year stint in Miami what after winning the uh, you know yeah best assistant coach of the year the previous year. Michigan obviously did fine without him, mm-hmm. um, but he has been at Alabama and kind of made has made his moves up there. Tyler Van Dyke preseason you couldn't hear enough about him. Miami best. Uh, He's going to be great. He's going to be a, oh, yeah. a future number one NFL draft pick. He's up for the Heisman, all this stuff, and then yeah, not great. And I'm not saying that they're not going to get it going there in Miami, but they, that's a uh, little bit maybe of uh, something to look at. Is they were. They were highly touted as putting the best staff together in the offseason, similar mm-hmm. to kind of Colorado this offseason. And it, it went so poorly in year one that they already gave up on the best assistant that they had there for a year. So um, interesting in, in, in many facets here. But you could see probably Josh Gaddis reuniting with Alabama because it's, it's already worked there before. Mm-hmm.
That I look, that'd be very interesting. I mean, he would he would he have to go through the Nick Saban school for coaches who get fired and are now going to Alabama? Would he just hire him as the offensive coordinator? That's <laughs> that's the 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 big question. There is, does he just get that job? Or I mean, out Nick Saban and Alabama get whoever they want. Offensive, right, defensive, yeah. they they grab whoever they want, and that person will more than likely have success there because of all the talent that's that's surrounding the Alabama program. As you know, if you were listening to early break earlier, uh, Bill Bush was talking about that. Like that job, the defensive or offensive coordinator job at Alabama is just you know up there and one of those top three jobs in the nation, regard what whether it's coordinator or head coach. Like that's a great job to have because you know you're going to have talent. You know you're going to be able to work with a bunch of um, like-minded individuals who are looking forward to, you know, national championship or bust and a bunch of guys on your team who are looking for uh, looking towards getting to the next level. So playing at that high of a level is nothing new to them. So they'll get whoever. I mean, if Josh Gaddis goes there, I'm sure he'll have another amazing year at Alabama and they'll be up there in the top five, top three, yeah. top two, whatever. And I'll say this without, without, um, you know, I, I guess I'll say it this way: that the Alabama and Nick Saban stranglehold over the SEC looks less than it has been over the last several years, right? Kirby Smart's kind of taken over the crown, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. not the best all-time coach in that conference. Still, Nick Saban's got, you know, he's got a ways to do to, to catch up to Nick Saban there. But as far as right now, despite the fact that they've split games over the last two years, still Georgia's kind of there. Chip Kelly beat him this last year. LSU's got him going. So that Alabama dominance over the SEC. Um, Brian Kelly. It's in. Yeah, Brian Kelly. Sorry, not Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's, Chip be, Kelly's doing all right. Out be there, interesting in the SEC, right? <laughs> yeah, that could be interesting. Where would he go? Uh, it might take him. It what took school, him a long what time school to get would UCLA fit going. best for Chip Kelly? Mm, Tennessee? Probably. I mean, Josh Heupel's already got it's that It's kind going, of the same. Yeah, it's the yeah, same style. Yeah, I, yeah I could see it. Yeah. He'd bring his style to wherever. But uh, I, I, basically, I'm saying that Nick Saban has lost his stranglehold of the SEC. Mm-hmm. Also, he'll probably win another title before he's done. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, he's not going to not, retire not until much. he wins another title. What's he at, six? Yeah, I think he might even have seven. I'm trying to trying to think back, but it's a. Uh, I think it's, it's six. a lot. Yeah, he'll get to he'll get to a cool seven, maybe eight, before <laughs> he decides to retire. He's seventy one, I believe. He's got to at least get to you know get one. Yeah, he's a year he's a year older than Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick mm. seventy one. Pete Carroll and Mac Brown seventy two. Yeah, Pete Carroll always seems like a youthful seventy two though. He is. He is. <laughs> so does Nick Saban. His age is catching up a little. Bill bit Belichick and Mac Brown don't look good. Hey. Pete Carroll, Nick Saban. They look good. They look good for their age. I like how you just throw Mac Brown in there. Nice, well, seventy-two. Yeah, he's old. He's very old. But he's got a quarterback. He's always seems got to have a. We were looking there. up coaches' ages earlier. That's no, why I know these things. Mike Tomlin, that. fifty. Wow. He looks like he's thirty-two. Yeah, he's a young. He looks like a young man. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back here on the uh, the ticket water cooler, we'll bring on Brian Munson. Also, our sandwiches are here. Yes. <laughs> it's good, good sense, sense Friday. Friday. Go out and get yourself some good sense like uh, the cool people here at The Ticket have. Uh, We'll be right back on 93.7 The Ticket. 